on a Monday afternoon, our 4 o'clock hour service at Good Feet, the Central Texas Marketplace near Cabela's. And uh, don't forget, uh, our football weekend continues, even though it's Monday, we continue with Monday Night Football tonight, the Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles. We're joined now on the program by the Director of Sports Journalism for Baylor University. It's a view from the hill with Jerry Hill. Jerry, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, Tommy. I'm doing well. Thank you. And just a thought, I I am so pleased and so thankful that you have tremendous writing skills uh, and can make your living (laughs) with with words. I know where you're going. Because you can't make your living with song and dance. Let's just be real clear about that. I I don't think I care. I can't carry a tune when I sing. And I certainly can't dance. So, hey, but you know what? When you know your limitations, you can still have fun with it. But, oh, I saw that on Twitter Saturday night. Yeah. And, I, and I'm like, yeah, this is good. This is real yeah. good. So, oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, the Bears win. And, yep. and still plenty of room for improvement. And, and that was kind of the takeaway uh, today, right, uh, in, in, in Coach Aranda's press conference. Yeah, and he said a lot of the same things, Tommy, after the game the other night, is that it was ugly, you know, and in a lot of ways, and particularly in that second half. Uh, and then, you know, you had 100 yards and penalties. Um, you know, that's two games out of your four where you've had right at 100 yards and penalties, and you just can't do that and beat good teams. But yet they did. Um, and, and it is one of those things that, you know, one of the things that he talked about after the game the other day was, you know, I'm looking there at total yards, you know, outgained, you know, by 170, 180 yards, um, had 100 yards in penalties. So, like, how did you win? And, you know, we've talked about it, but it's those hidden numbers of the special teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Tristan Ebner won you the game with that kickoff return and then the punt return there late. So, um, that was the difference, really, because, you know, they had all the momentum and then he took it back. Were you just slightly surprised? You know, you mentioned Ebner. He returns the kick for the touchdown. On the punt, he returns the line drive punt to the 16-yard line, so you're immediately in field goal range. I I thought right there that that they would take a shot to the end zone, and they did not. Yeah, I mean, and and we talked about it. I mean, they they only threw six passes in the second half, I believe it was, and and, uh, you know, so they didn't really have a lot of success in that area and didn't didn't really pass a lot. I don't know if they were trying to take it, you know, off of Gary. I don't know. But, yeah, they were very conservative on that series. And, uh, you know, they uh, – you know, I think in that first half you saw this offense, what it can do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when he opened it up a little bit and, you know, ran some different stuff. And, I mean, you know, it was three straight series there of touchdowns. You know, and this is a – into an Iowa State team that came into that game ranked number one in the nation in total defense. And you just kind of, you know, shoved it right down their throats. Um, so, you know, I, it's you just got to get to that point where, you know, if they make adjustments, then you got to make adjustments too, and you, you put, you know, four quarters together. Jerry, why the conservative in the, in the second half, do you think, from the Bears? Yeah, I, I still don't get that award. Uh, I, you know, I, and and he talked about it a little bit. I do think they got a little gun shy after after Gary fumbled. Uh, you know, on that opening drive because you know they had seventy yards in the in the second half, and I think fifty something of those were on that first drive. So you really just didn't do much of anything after that. So again, I don't know if they got you know gun shy, didn't want to put it in his hands to try to make a play. 
I don't know, but they, they definitely, you know, kind of pulled the reins back a little bit, uh, you know, and, and of course, you know, you did enough to win, but it felt like you could have won this one a lot more comfortably if, if you had kind of kept the, uh, you know, pedal to the metal, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, and, you know, like I said, I, I think they were a little gun shy after Gary fumbled that one and, and, you know, he's yet to throw a pick. Um, but yeah, it did seem like they were very reluctant to, you know, put the ball in his hands and 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 throw passes there, uh, particularly late in the game. You know, Jerry, I don't. I, Bernard obviously was not in the game, and and I think Petrie was having some cramping issues. So two right. of your better players were not on the field for that right. two point conversion. Yeah, yeah, I, it was crazy, Tommy, because. Uh, you know, Bernard, obviously, that was a big loss. And, and, and Matt Jones, you got him playing in a spot where basically he had not been practicing at all. Now, he's played all three of those linebacker positions, but he had really not practiced at all at that will or weak side linebacker um, that Terrell plays. So, you know, amazing for him to go to an outside linebacker spot uh, at Jack, uh, kind of more of like a, almost like a rush edge type guy. To, to go in there in middle, you know, or in, in one of those inside linebacker spots and, and into a spot that Terrell Bernard ha- has, you know, held for the last two or three years. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. And I think he'll get better if, you know, if they have to go with him uh, some more there. But, uh, yeah, it was incredible. Um, and, and, you know, you think about that play, Tommy, and, and I don't even think he got credit for a quarterback hurry, but uh, Garmin Randolph on that backside, him – you know, just kind of putting some pressure on him and then just, you know, he's 6'7". Like, you know, like Coach Aranda said, that'd be different if I was rushing him, you know, and he was talking about himself. He's yeah. not much taller than I am. So, but yeah, you got Garmin Randolph in your face. Yeah, you're probably going to, you know, throw it a little bit off. And and I thought that was kind of the key thing of the game was, you know, him. I mean, he had the interception before that, but then that play – you know, I, I think they make that play, even with the little bobbled snap or whatever. I think they make that play if, if Garmin Randolph isn't there pressuring the quarterback. Jerry, does it feel like that this defense took another little step forward against after this game and, and have more confidence after this game, being able to hold off Iowa State? Yeah, and, and there were some moments, again, that led to ugly. You know, I went back and looked at a, at a series, and I think I mentioned this to Tom, um, today at the press conference, they had a series where, you know, they went 85 yards in like five plays. And it was 32-yard run, two-yard run, 24-yard um, pass, 30-yard run. I mean, it was it was a very ugly drive. So you had some of those. Uh, but, yeah, for most of the game, and, I, and what it came down to, Ward, and this is, this is another key to the game, is, yes, Iowa State gained some yards, you know what? You made them try field goals four times, and they made three. So that that to me was another big key in the game. Is instead of you know giving up touchdowns, you know four times they made them try field goals. You mentioned that uh, Ebner, you know, basically won the football game, particularly with right. his play in the second half. I agree, but yeah. you better give a gold star to Powers. He yeah. punted the heck out of that football. Oh, yeah. And as you mentioned. It, it sometimes it was one or two more first downs that they had to go get to get themselves right. in a scoring position, and, and created field goal opportunities instead of right. touchdown opportunities, and that's a huge swing in that football game as well. Yeah, he had an unbelievable day, Isaac Power. I mean, he, 
uh, and I, I wrote a note about it that'll that'll be in the three takes um, uh, in tomorrow or actually later today um, posted. But um, yeah, he he averaged fifty four point five yards, had three kicks over fifty, um, had a fifty two point eight yard net. I mean, they had you know he had four kicks and only three of them were returned at all, and it was for a total of seven yards. Mm-hmm. You know, you had the one that was muffed. Um, so yeah, they uh, they got nothing on the punt returns and. And he had just a phenomenal day. And he flipped the – basically every time he kicked, he flipped the field. Sure so did. he did his job. No, no doubt. Question. And, and yeah. those return guys spent more time catching yeah. footballs Running over practice. their shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no question. I mean, he, he, yeah. he, he, was a, he was a star on that football team. And, you know, and that's what we were talking about at the top of the show. You know, we talk a lot about offense and defense, and we all yeah. say the same thing, special teams. But truly special teams – may have won that football game for him on Saturday. Absolutely. And I thought it was like, you know, we, we talked about it. It was in every phase of the mm-hmm. special team. Mm-hmm. You did something in every one of those. I mean, kind of lost in it is Noah Rauschenberg had six kickoffs, six touchbacks. Uh, freshman Isaiah Hankins kicks a 34-yard field goal, perfect on his extra point. So, yeah, it was – and and then Al Wal, uh, Walcott also uh, partially blocked a punt. Right. So, I mean, you, you created stuff in that special teams that, again, your offense and defense didn't win the game. It was special teams this time. No question. All right, now you turn your attentions to the Oklahoma State Cowboys, and I think it was even brought up today uh, about Boone Pickens Field. First of all, those are some rowdy fans. They're great fans yeah. Uh, yeah. for their team. Uh and they're right on top of you. Yeah. If you've never been in that building, it's an experience, isn't it, Jerry? Oh man, it's amazing, Tom. I mean, they are so close to you on that sideline, yep. and they're you know banging those you know blow up sticks. And <laughs> I mean, it it gets so loud, and they literally are right there on top of you. So it is. I think you know, particularly right now, it's the most intimidating atmosphere in in the Big Twelve for sure. Is that like I said? Those fans. I mean, I, you got to feel like they're literally on top of you, um, and that that sidelines is the you know narrowest or whatever the least room of any place that we go to. Right, and, and, and that, which leads me to, hey, you have got to get some of that stuff cleaned up because you've got to be polished and clean, or you're going to be marching backwards. And and he talked about the penalty situation. You know, in in a loud stadium like that. You know, are you going to have a few false starts? Are you going to have some jumping off sides, that kind of thing? So, yeah, they've got to get it cleaned up and, and, and have to be ready, have to be prepared for that kind of atmosphere because they haven't been in that. You know, you think about it, Tom, they didn't have any crowds like that last year. Mm-hmm. And they certainly haven't had it this year up to this point and certainly not on the road because um, you were at Kansas and you were at Texas State. Neither one of those are an intimidating atmosphere. So now you're going to – like I said, I think right now it's the most intimidating atmosphere in the Big 12. You're going to that place, and, and you, you, yeah, you've got to be ready for that. And it's got to be a, an us-against-the-world mentality, doesn't it, Jerry? Well, yeah, because, you know, I don't think you're going to have a ton of fans there, so it, it's got to be that. And, and, you know, ideally you, you get out to a lead and you kind of quiet that crowd. Now, now those people that are right behind you, uh, you know, right behind your bench, they're not going to get quiet. But you might quiet at least the rest of the stadium if you get out to a lead. So that's that's probably the you know the perfect model is you get out to a lead and and you know kind of quiet things down a little bit because you're right, Tommy. That is that place can rock 
when they're when they're really going, that that place can get going, and 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 it gets loud, and it's and it's just hard to focus. Yep. Hey, hey, Jerry. What uh, you mentioned uh, the one article. What else are you working on for the uh, for the insider? Yeah, I'll have a feature midweek, um, probably on Isaac Power actually, because I know he's one of the uh, ones we're going to interview tomorrow. Him and Jacob Gall, the center. Those are the two that we're interviewing tomorrow. Um, and then I do my uh, five keys for Friday. Um, we also do an in the huddle deal with Nick Florence that uh, we send out to Bear Foundation donors. That doesn't go up on the website, but if you're a Bear Foundation donor, you get that. And that's that's just kind of Nick's take on. Uh, we talked about last week. Uh, to kind of focus on uh, the game coming up, so Nick will give his thoughts in that, uh, and and then we'll get going. Have a game story on Saturday, and we got a lot of sports going this week too, Tommy. It's one of those weeks that you you just kind of get used to around here, but it's it's pretty busy. Jerry, as always, we appreciate it. Have a uh, have a great uh, rest of the day, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You bet. That's Jerry Hill. He is the director of sports journalism and and uh, Baylor Bear Insider. All right.